The 2022-2023 NHL season is finally here, and today we are kicking off a week full of predictions leading up to the Dallas Stars' first game of the regular season on Thursday night against the Nashville Predators. On today's episode, we will give our predictions on what the opening night roster will look like. We know what players will be there, and today we are going to try to guess how they will be assembled for the first game of the season. We'll also dive into the final division predictions for this year. All of this and more coming up on this Monday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Monday, October 10th, and the NHL season has officially Begun. We have some more games starting on Tuesday, but the Nashville Predators and the San Jose Sharks got things kicked off for us over the weekend over in Europe. Uh, the Nashville Predators winning both of those games and coming in to their next two games against the Stars with already four points acquired. Lots to talk about today as we begin our predictions going into this season. Today we are talking about the roster and the rest of the Central Division. But before we get into all that, do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for tuning in and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the YouTube channel, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on an audio-only platform, we encourage you to follow and subscribe there as well. And if you like the show, drop a like, drop a five-star rating or review. Does help the show out tremendously. You can also find and follow us on social media at Locked On Stars on Twitter and Instagram. And you can, of course, find my personal Twitter account at Dane Double underscore Lewis. Now, without any further hesitation, let's kick off this week full of predictions today. Like I said, we're talking about the roster and how it will shape out, or at least how I think and hope it shapes out on Thursday night. And then to close out the show, we'll talk a little bit about the division. Later on in the week, we will talk about NHL award winners. We'll talk about teams that make the playoffs across the league. And we'll do some stars predictions as well. Uh, probably talk about, you know, who leads the team in points, who leads the team in goals, things of that nature. But we have some clarity on what the Dallas Stars opening night roster will look like. It seems that the final cuts and moves have been made and the roster has been trimmed down to its final form, at least as of right now. It seems that we know who will be on the ice, or at least who will be available to play on Thursday in Nashville. And that, of course, starts with some of the moves that were made by the Stars on Sunday. Logan Stankoven. Uh, a lot of us saw this coming. It's bittersweet, but he has been sent back to his junior club, the Kamloops Blazers. They are hosting the Memorial Cup this season, and the Stars owner, also the owner of the Kamloops Blazers, so he's having to look out for his team. Logan Stankoven has an incredibly bright future. This news should not come uh, as 
too much of a shock. Uh, I think that he's a very talented player who has a future with this team. This is more a testament to a lack of spots available on the roster. I think that this time next year it will be a different story, uh, and I am almost certain uh, that we will see Logan Stankoven on the Dallas Stars roster if there is room available, and now he gets an extra year at the junior level to develop. We saw what he did with the Blazers last season. He absolutely dominated, and I expect him to do the same this year as well. Another year under his belt to develop and get ready for the NHL. Best of luck to Logan Stankoven this season. We cannot wait to see him in Dallas playing with the Stars full time. Some other moves, uh, some guys that were on the fringe of making the roster, Riley Damiani and Thomas Harley, both loaned to the Texas Stars. I know that a lot of people more shocked uh, about Harley than maybe Damiani. Damiani did have a really good preseason, but similar to Stankoven, this is more of a testament to how few spots were available on this roster. I think Damiani could certainly get called up, and I will not be shocked if he does eventually see some minutes at the NHL level this season. Now, Harley is a little bit of a different story. As some people said, why don't we just send Hanley to the AHL and let Harley you know, play, even if it is on that bottom pairing or as the seventh defenseman, but if he's playing there, he's not going to get as many minutes. I think what Harley needs right now is reps, and the Texas Stars is a perfect place for him to get those reps. I think even though it's not the NHL, he can go out and still play against good competition in the American Hockey League, still get his feet under him. I think he's just one of those guys, we talked about it on Friday, who needs a little bit more time to develop. I'm not giving up on Thomas Harley yet. I know for certain that we will see him at the NHL level at some point. Somebody's going to get injured. Somebody's going to need a night off. So I imagine we will see Harley a little bit at the NHL level this season, just not to start the year off. And defenseman Will Butcher was waived. Uh, he will likely end up on the Texas Stars roster. It's just a little bit of a different process for him where he needed to be waived in order to be sent back to the AHL. So unless another team picks him up or uh, did pick him up, recording this Sunday afternoon, uh, late afternoon, early evening, he has not been picked up yet off waivers. So I imagine he will clear waivers after 24 hours and make it back to the AHL roster. Now, let's look at who the Stars have at their disposal on a Thursday night as far as forwards. They have 13 forwards remaining on the roster. Jamie Benn, Ty Delandria, Radic Foxa, Luke Glendinning, Dennis Gurionov, Rupe Hintz, Wyatt Johnston, Yoel Kiviranta, Mason Marchment, Joe Pavelski, Jacob Peterson, uh, Jason Robertson, and Tyler Sagan. And so that's a pretty good group and a group that, you know, going into camp, you knew a lot of these guys were going to make the roster. I think Delandria, Kiviranta, Peterson were really kind of the big question marks. Would they make the roster or would a guy like Damiani come in and take a spot? And now we do have a little bit of clarity. It seems that the coaching staff has decided to go with experience over youth with Kiviranta and Peterson cracking the roster and, of course, Johnston as well. Uh, whereas guys like Damiani and Stankoven going back to their respective AHL clubs and or junior clubs. But with this group of forwards, this is the lineup that I would like to see. And I imagine we will see some form of this or something very close. I'm going to go ahead and predict that we see the top line of Robertson, Hintz, and Pavelski make a return. I think that that's just a given now that Jason Robertson is officially back with the team. There was some speculation that he would play uh, during the Saturday preseason matchup against the Wild on Saturday. He did not, but if there was optimism even from the coaching staff that he might have played that game, I don't see any reason why he couldn't be expected to play on Thursday night. So I expect that we will see the return of the top line this season. Behind them, I think this could be a very good line. I think we see Mason Marchment, 
Tyler Sagan and Denis Gurionov. I think this could really be something special. I know Sagan and Gurionov developed some good chemistry playing together last season. You add Mason Marchment, who's maybe been the best forward for the Dallas Stars this preseason, and I think you have a recipe for some explosive offense there in the top six. I think some of these players could be interchangeable, but I think we're going to see some form of iteration of this lineup of these six, seven players. I think on the third line, we very well could see Jamie Benn, Wyatt Johnston playing the center position, and Jacob Peterson playing out on the right wing. And then on the bottom line, the fourth line, you see Yoel Kiviranta, Roddick Foxa, and Luke Glendening. And then somewhere in that mix is Ty Delandria. There are some expectations or rumors that he could be healthy and ready to go on Thursday, though I haven't seen anything for certain yet at the time of recording this, but we know he's been dealing with a hand finger injury that he acquired earlier this preseason. Didn't seem anything too major, did not require surgery. So I expect that he will be back sometime soon and very well could play on Thursday night. And like I said, maybe he slides in somewhere on that bottom six. He also had a very good preseason before he ended up you know, taking on this hand injury. So I expect him to maybe be somewhere in the mix, maybe even on that third line. Uh, maybe you pull Peterson and you throw in Delandria, or maybe you move Ben around. Who knows? Uh, the, the options on the bottom of six seem to be limitless somewhat with the guys you have down there. I mean, you can kind of shuffle guys around and see what works. What really needs to click is that top six. Those top two lines really need to find the offense and get things going early for this Stars team if they want to get out to a hot start this season. Obviously, we know what Robo, Hintz, and Pavelski can do. We know that the expectations are high for those three to build off what they've done over the past season and a half or so. Now, the second line, there's a little bit more questions surrounding that group. Mason Marchment, while he's looked good this preseason, it's only been the preseason. Can he carry that over into the regular season, playing in real game situations with this new team? Uh, can he form chemistry with his line mates? I assume that he will be playing with Sagan and Gurionov. Can those three form good chemistry? Can that chemistry, you know, run not just one or two games at a time where it's kind of streaky? Can they form something consistent night in and night out? I really do think they can. And I think Marchman is the key to that line. We've seen, again, what Sagan and Gurionov can do. They do have some good chemistry together. And we've seen that Mason Marchman not only can score goals and produce offense, but he's also shown that he's not afraid to get physical, which I think is important. He can kind of be a little bit of an enforcer on that line, although that will not be the main objective of that line being out on the ice. I think the more checking physical type line could be that Fox Glenn Denning line. But it's nice to have a guy like Marchman out there who's young and big and can throw his body around while also being a threat with the puck on his stick. But let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube what you think the opening night roster will look like for forwards as well as the defensemen. We're going to talk about the defensemen here in just a second after we take a quick break and say thank you to one of our sponsors. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens product AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And your subscription comes with a free year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months as we start to get not as much sunlight every day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. 
It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, continuing on, predicting what the opening night lineup will look like for the Dallas Stars on Thursday as they take on the Predators. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. We've talked about the forwards, the 13 offensive players left on the Stars roster. We're now shifting our attention to the blue line to talk about the seven remaining defensemen. And this defensive core has gone through a ton of changes over the offseason, and there could potentially be some growing pains. There could be still some things to work out, and we could very well see this lineup get shuffled up, and this prediction could be very wrong. I think this group certainly could see some change just because of the amount of personnel that has changed. I mean, there's two new guys added to the mix. You, of course, lose John Klingberg, so it leaves a lot of questions as we approach the start of this season. Uh, starting with the top defensive pairing, I think the one thing that is for certain is Miro Haskinen will be playing the left side uh, on the top defensive pairing. Now, the question really is, who is his partner going to be? As of right now, I think that Yanni Hockenpah will start out as Miro Haskinen's defensive partner. Now, Yanni Hockenpah is a right-handed defenseman, so that balances itself out well. I know I've expressed this before in others as well, that you know Nils Lundqvist and Miro Haskinen could be a really good pairing. And while I think that's true, I think if you do that, you potentially take away the offensive opportunities from other defensive pairings. So with that said, I think you have Haskinen and Hockenpah on a top defensive pairing. And then on the second defensive unit, you could see Essa Lindell on the left side and Nils Lundqvist playing that right side with Ryan Suter and Colin Miller playing the third pairing and then Joel Hanley being the seventh man who you can plug in and play just about anywhere you need. Now, with this said, and I talked about it with the Haskinen and Hockenpah pairing, Everyone in this scenario would be playing on their natural shooting side, which is a very nice thing for the Stars. It's very nice that they have that option. As many of you know, if you look at the Stars roster, the majority of the defensemen earlier in the summer were primarily left-handed shooters, with really only Yanni Hockenpah being the right-handed man on the team. But now you add Lundqvist and Miller, who can play the right side and shoot the puck right-handed, and that seems like it can balance things out a little bit defensively as far as where everyone has to be on the ice, and everyone can play on their natural side, which is a huge advantage to the Stars team that they did not necessarily have last season. Now, the top duo could be very interesting, I and I think I even speculated on this back earlier in the summer, saying that this could be a fun pairing, Haskinen and Hockenpah, just because of the different styles of hockey that they play. Haskinen, a little bit more skill, speed, and finesse, where Hockenpah, the biggest man on the team, is a much more in-your-face, physical enforcer type defenseman. Uh, not It's somewhat ironic, but also not too surprising that he wears the number two, similar to Jamie Alexiak when he was here in Dallas. I think Yanni Hockenpah has taken that role and 
he is now that kind of player that Alexiak was when he was with the Stars just a few seasons ago. So you have that balance of Haskinen hopefully taking the reins more offensively, being a little bit more smooth, finesse with the stick on both sides of the ice, where Hockenpah can be a little bit more physical and use his body more primarily defensively, but can still find ways to wreak havoc offensively because when he does let it fly from the blue line, that is a mean shot coming from one of the biggest players uh, in the National Hockey League and Yanni Hockenpah. And then, of course, you have Nils Lundqvist, who, along with Mason Marchment, both of them newcomers, had one of the better preseasons amongst this Dallas stars team very excited to see how he can perform at the nhl level with this stars club i know he didn't get a ton of time with the new york rangers pretty limited sample size there this really seemed like it could be his first full season in the league and i'm very excited to see what he can do and i think it's very similar for him and essa lindell essa lindell can take on a little bit more of the defensive responsibilities as far as physicality and, and you know, Nils Lundqvist can be the guy on the blue line facilitating with the puck, passing it around, setting up his teammates for good shots. And then you look at the Suter Miller line. I think that's a little bit more of the enforcing, checking type duo, uh, and especially Colin Miller in that matter. He has shown this preseason that he is not afraid to get in people's faces. He's shown a willingness to drop the gloves on several different occasions, including being able to stand up for his goalie. Really like that aspect of him for this team. Clearly not a guy that's going to come in and just produce a ton of offense, but a guy who I think could pair nicely with Ryan Suter on that bottom pairing, uh, probably getting the least amount of minutes for this defensive group, which I know for many Stars fans, seeing Ryan Suter on the ice less is a good thing, even though I still think he gets way too much unnecessary. Hey, is he a perfect player? No. Is he getting paid a little too much money? Yes. Is he the absolute worst player in the league right now? Not even close. But I digress. I think that he does belong somewhere on the bottom pairing, likely with Colin Miller or maybe Joel Hanley. And now the big key to this defensive core and them having any sort of success starts and ends with Miro Haskinen. He needs to take more offensive responsibility. And hopefully in this Pete DeBoer system where we've seen guys like Brent Burns thrive, we'll see Miro Haskinen kind of take that next step into becoming an offensive threat for this team night in and night out. And then right behind him, hopefully we can see Nils Lundqvist do the exact same. And I think on power play units, you'll probably see Haskinen and Lundqvist in those groups. One of them with one with one unit and the other with the other unit, uh, which I think could be really great. Having both of them quarterback the power play. I think there is a ton of potential there for the Stars to do well, both in the five on five and on the man advantage. While you have the third duo being a little bit more physical, enforcers, checkers, uh, what, what have you. Well, Ryan Suter, he did lead uh, defensemen in goals last season. So Maybe we will see the occasional offensive output from Ryan Suter, although I don't expect it to be as big as what we will see from Lundquist and Haskinen. But overall, a successful year for this defense will be if they can contribute offensively, which I think they do have the potential to do so in this Pete DeBoer system that relies more on clean zone entries rather than it does the dump and chase, but only time will tell. Well, coming up next, we are going to talk about the Central Division as a whole, continuing on with our predictions. Uh, we've dedicated episodes to it in the past. I don't want to dedicate a whole episode to it this time because not too much has changed, but there are some things I want to talk about for the Central Division this season. More on that after another quick break. All right, let's close out this Monday episode of Locked on Stars. It's prediction week here as we get ready for the first game of the season. 
We've talked about the Stars lineup. I don't think the goalies require too much discussion. Jake Ottinger is the number one, and Scott Wedgwood is the number two. Anton Hudobin is back with the Texas Stars at this time. Not too much to discuss there, but hopefully we see Jake Ottinger have a better night on Thursday than what we saw on Saturday in Minnesota. But I digress. Let's continue on with our predictions, talking now about the Central Division as a whole. If you've been listening throughout the summer and the offseason, you know that we've dedicated a few episodes to predicting what the Central Division will look like because there was quite a bit of change by each team. Of course, not too much has changed as far as my opinion. I do think things will stay relatively the same as I predicted earlier this year. But there are still some things I want to address and maybe take some things back and change some things up. Obviously, I think the Colorado Avalanche will still win the division. They are still favorites, and if they are healthy for the majority of the season, I see no reason why they cannot repeat as winners of the Central Division. I still have St. Louis being in that second spot, and I'm going to go ahead and say that Minnesota very well could take the third spot in the division. Now, if you've listened earlier in the year, you know that I had Dallas slotted into that third spot in Minnesota around the fourth spot. But after that Saturday game in the preseason between the Stars and Wild and just the preseason in general, I think that the Minnesota Wild have shown that they are still a legit squad. I think they still have enough on this team to be a really good Western Conference team. I won't go out as far as to say Stanley Cup contender or or even, you know, conference title contender, but I do think they will be competitive and I think they will give some teams trouble night in and night out. Of course, you have Kaprizov. I think their goalies have looked pretty good as well. Just the team in general looks really sharp and they looked really sharp on Saturday. Of course, some of those goals that were scored, if you watched, definitely would not have counted in a regular season game. There was no you know, replay review for goalie interference and there were a few other goals that took some lucky bounces and were some kind of weird, funky, awkward plays. It's preseason, doesn't matter. But nonetheless, the Wild do look really good. And I think the Dallas Stars, while I do think they will still contend for a top three spot, I think they could definitely, if things go right and if you know everything works out well for this team, they could pressure for a top three spot. But I think that them finishing around fourth place in the division is pretty accurate right now. Maybe even fifth. I think Nashville is also very much in that race. If this preseason has taught me anything, it's that the race for the two through five spots in this division, it's going to be tight and it's going to be highly competitive in the central division. It almost makes it impossible to predict because I think each of these teams, you could make a case for all of these teams, the Blues, the Wild Stars, and Predators. You could make a case for all four of those teams for them to be in the top three, and you could also make a case for any of them to be in the wild card. And I think anyone who you know is willing to listen could understand and accept any of those arguments. And the Nashville Predators are off to a good start this season. As we mentioned at the top of the show, they got the NHL season officially kicked off in Europe, beating the Sharks twice in a row. And while that's impressive, you know, they have four points right now. They're off to the best start you could have this season. It's also the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks are probably going to be a bottom five team in the league this season. By my prediction, I don't think they'll be very good. But still, a win is a win in the NHL, especially when you're playing overseas. So the Predators are off to a good start, and I think the Wild will also be off to a good start. Chicago, Arizona, my thoughts have not changed on them. I think Chicago still finishes at the eighth spot. Arizona at seventh. Both of those teams will be gunning for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. And the Winnipeg Jets 
are still such a weird team. Uh, from what I can gather from Winnipeg fans on Twitter, they are surprisingly uh, pleased with what they've seen from Rick Bonus so far. It seems like their team is a lot more unified and playing cohesive, which is a very Rick Bonus thing whenever you see the teams that he's been with. So that's not too big of a shock, but I just don't think they have the personnel and the talent to compete with the other top teams in the division. Maybe a year or two from now, I can see them being competitive, but this year, I just don't think they quite have enough new coach and you know players that are still kind of figuring things out, a team still kind of figuring things out. And of course, we all know, even though Rick Bonus is a good leader of men as far as character and team chemistry, that doesn't always translate to offensive production on the ice. So I don't think the Winnipeg Jets make the playoffs, but I do very well think we could see five teams from the Central Division making the postseason yet again. So right now, my prediction, Colorado number one, St. Louis two, Minnesota three, Dallas four, Nashville five, all five of those teams making the postseason, and then Winnipeg, Arizona, Chicago rounding out the standings. Again, in the comments down below on YouTube, if you're watching, let me know how you think the Central Division will shape out this season. Do you agree with me? Do you think it's going to be competitive? Do you think it's going to be a runaway for Colorado? And do you think it's going to be a runaway for anyone else in the division? I'm very excited to see how this central division competes. It's one of the more underrated divisions. I think you look at the Eastern Conference and you say, wow, those divisions are loaded. Those divisions are stacked. And you're right. But the Western Conference also has some really great and fun, fantastic teams as well. And while it might not be as you know attractive or top-heavy as the East, there are still some legit threats in the Western Conference. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in, for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find and follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter and my personal Twitter account at Dane Double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Be sure to keep it dialed in here all week as we continue to make predictions for the start of this season. We'll be talking about NHL awards, playoff brackets, teams that are going to make the postseason, teams that just miss out on the postseason. Uh, and we'll also, as the week goes on, start making predictions for games and be doing previews for the Stars and Nashville Predators game that is happening on Thursday night. But I hope you have a great Monday, Stars fans. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.